At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Second hour, my guys in the desert here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Daniel Elvari. ER, Aaron Renning is alongside as well. Good show. If you missed out on any part of the first hour, Lou Finicaro is with us. Fantastic analysis on UFC 263. Yes. Of course, v slash podcast and a very good card. Cannot wait to watch Nate Diaz. Uh, look, it's great. Yeah, you smoke weed. Everybody does now. It's 2021. Uh, win a fight. Mean. Let's go. Well, that's just that's a good point. There we go. <laughs> You're a little too quick to the defense. I mean, things <laughs> right. doth protest too much. Uh, okay. So I wanted to go over a couple of bits of news uh, in the association with the ER. First off, one that's a little bit more timely um, because the Los Angeles Clippers in the offseason, uh, they did some tinkering with their roster, and it wasn't really great in terms of what they added. Uh, think they needed a little bit more help at point guard. You saw that at a trade deadline when they acquired Rajon Rondo. But one of the big pieces, literally, in the offseason was Serge Ibaka. And they, you expected him to be in a matchup like this where you have a Rudy Gobert that you would potentially play off the floor with some small ball lineups, mm-hmm. a really big piece. Him and Nick Batum in terms of rotation at the five would have been pretty important. Serge Ibaka's done for the rest of the year. Back surgery, it's a back injury that has bothered him all year long. And, of course, we'll keep him out for the remainder of the season. So a pretty big blow there for a Clippers team already down in the 2 nothing hole. Yeah, I mean, you know, he hasn't played yeah. uh, forever. He tried to come back to, what, the final two games uh, of the year. It's kind of weird, you know, Patrick Beverly uh, getting a little bit more run now. And what do you want to see here from Tyro and Lou? What do you think the Clippers, you want to see more Batum, right? Yeah, I think that's definitely the start, especially in those closeout minutes, right? It's Because I think there was a lot of, hey, get Marcus Morris off the floor because he bricked a couple of threes last night down the stretch. He got some really wide open mm-hmm. looks. 
to me, that's not the solution. The solution is get Luke Kennard out of there. You know, Luke Kennard is not a great defender. He worked against Dallas when there's not the other ancillary pieces that will search him and destroy him off ball, right? But in this kind of a matchup, he can get a little bit more lost, especially when every single person outside of Rudy Gobert is going to shoot a three. And some of those breakdowns communication-wise yesterday, part of the reason why is you have a guy who's DMP'd almost every single game, (laughs) and then you throw him out there in the fire, and you're like, why didn't you pick this guy up? Like, so I think that's the first act. Like the first move you make if you're Ty Lue, when those closing minutes come, it's Nick Batum and it's and it's Marcus Morris in your front court. Right. I think you go from there. I, I and you know that's great. And then also here Kawhi offensively, he yep. hasn't been very good. Uh, he certainly hasn't been the Kawhi Leonard of Game Six and Game Seven. Now coming into this series, the Jazz were known for being able to hold down Leonard. The last uh, two years, mm-hmm. uh, they had the best effective field goal defense against them. Uh, very good. Uh, against uh, uh, Kawhi here. So, you know, who's going to step it up here uh, for the Clippers? Uh, you, know, you know, Kawhi will it maybe at some point, but boy, seems to be carrying a lot of weight here on his shoulders. Yep, very much so. And they got to figure out uh, a lot of things in terms of their defense, too, because a, uh, a zone defense, which they busted out for a good chunk of that third quarter, when they think they went on like a 26 to 9 run uh, to get right back in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quinn Snyder's a really good coach, and they're mm-hmm. going to figure out how to attack a zone defense, you would think, relatively quickly. And I mean, I am not a basketball coach. Last time I checked, though, a zone defense against a really good three-point shooting team a lot of the times is not going to work, right? It's You know, it's it's bizarre. Right. Um, again, it's just kind of the nature uh, of the NBA. And, you know, I was surprised the Mavericks did it as much as they did against the Clippers, who yep. shot 41% from three-point land, whether it worked or it didn't work. But you see now teams in the playoffs, and we've seen this in the, in the Bucks series, where if you have that drop coverage – Teams are attacking that and really getting essentially free throws uh, when they attack that big man. That's why they've kind of gone to that zone defense. But, but yeah, overall, I'm kind of not a big fan of it. And last 60 before we reset here, but really quickly we should note, so it was reported that uh, Pascal Siakam is already going to rule like, out to start the 2021-2022 season. That's not so much news as it is you tie it in with the fact that this season is starting in October, right? That's the news is that this is now back to its original start time. This is a very short turnaround for a lot of these guys, especially these NBA finals. Kawhi Leonard, as you mentioned, when they get to the finals, he are. I mean, he, he, were you going to see him at the beginning of the season? Uh, he's out till Christmas. I can already <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> So we'll see. I mean, again, the Clippers, very confident. I, I refuse to wane, ER, until they're gone. Well, hey, you know, I don't know who has more confidence in the Clippers, you or Tyrone Lue. Uh, right. He is very, he's very, uh, oh, that's funny. Well, and that's the other, <laughs> Ty Lue, too. I mean, to, to eliminate, like, the minutes of, like, a Terrence Mann type, too. If we're going to get a little deeper into, like, the adjustment mm-hmm. to make, Terrence Mann's been relatively good for them. I, I do like, yeah. I think I'd rather see Terrence Mann than, like, the Patrick Beverly and Rajon Rondo backcourt. More so than Rondo, for sure. Yeah, Rajon Rondo is a. He's not been playoff Rondo. Very, very disappointing no. considering you thought that's. What I think you, you got to bring in a guy like Beverly to you know maybe frustrate uh, Mitchell a little. Yeah, he, he's doing a couple of good things in there, but uh, regardless, you got to get a little bit better. It's my guys in the desert here on Vsin the Sports. <laughs> Second hour, my guys in the desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Aaron Renning alongside as well from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info 
that you need. Uh, let's dive into a little bit more of Major League Baseball. Scott Miller is nice enough to give us some time today. Host Sirius XM MLB Network contributor over at Valley Sports San Diego as well. Scott, appreciate it. So uh, I wanted to start with actually one of the games that is already in the books today and some more big picture stuff for the Chicago Cubs. Get an 8-5 win over the St. Louis Cardinals. They've won three straight now. Still standing on top of this division half game lead over Milwaukee. Uh, but to you, you know, the, I think well, Chicago's been somewhat surprising. Like, what's the staying power of this team? Because from a pitching perspective, I've been surprised by the, uh, the what they have gotten from their pitching staff as a whole. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you at, at all. I mean, uh, you know, we, we knew um, Kyle Hendricks and, you know, some of what he can bring. But, uh, um, you know, some of the guy, kids like Alzale that have come up and, and, and produced um, – you know that that they've been a shot in the arm for the Cubs, and you know they they since 2016, as we know, they've disappointed more often than not. Um, they had some winning years, but you know everybody's all fired up about the Cubs background after they won that first World Series, and basically the thinking was this is a group that should win a you know two or multiple World Series, and then obviously it didn't happen, and they they gave that core group every opportunity they could. The guys like you know they didn't want to break up the Chris Bryant and Javi Baez and Kyle Schwarber and Anthony Rizzo and, 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 and on and on. But um, finally they reached that breaking point last year and they decided, you know, shoot, you know, we need some to regroup. So Schwarber's in Washington, John Lester, they didn't resign. I, I thought that was another one. They didn't even really give him much, uh, much of a look and, and Lester would have gone back there for less money. Uh, Cause he loved it there. But uh you know, uh, it, right now it looks like after Theo Epstein leaves, General Manager Jed Hoyer, uh, you know, has pulled some right levers. Now staying power, we'll see. But uh, you know, we're about a third of the way into the season. We're definitely to the point of the season where you begin to look at things as not being a fluke anymore. But this is what looks to be real. Yep. So with Chris Bryant, because a lot of the shops, probably about third or fourth choice in terms of NL MVP, and we'll get to Jacob DeGrom and his contention for that award too. Uh, but in terms of what you've seen from Bryant and this kind of turnaround, is this health related here? Because obviously we know he's had some very good seasons, a lot of years right around 290s, never hit over 300 for a year. Uh, but what you've made of Chris Bryant up to this point, is this mostly just health and this is something he can maintain as long as he stays out there? Yeah, I, I think so. I think a couple things. One, he's, health, he's healthy. That's a big thing. Uh, so as long as he remains healthy, uh, two last year was just brutal for him and for a few others. I mean, he couldn't get out of his own way, but you know, you look, uh, you know, Christian Yelich and, and Cody Bellinger were two others that are both former MVPs that really, really underperformed last year. And I think what we learned is you almost have to throw last year out because not only was it just a short 60-game season and guys who started slow didn't have a chance to make up for their slow start because by the time their slow start was there, the season was about over. Mm-hmm. And secondly, you know, I mean, that, that pandemic affected, you know, baseball players, football players, civilians. Nobody went unaffected by that. Uh, everybody was was completely affected. And, you know, in Chris Bryant's case, for example, um, you know, his, he, he and his wife had their first baby last, I believe it was early April. And so he, he's dealing with a pandemic. Baseball players are creatures of routine and they don't know, 
you know, when, when they're thrown, they're used to doing the same thing every day. Well, obviously, spring training shut down April, May, June last year. Everybody's sitting at home. Some people are working out on their own. Others have access to gyms or facilities or workout partners. Others didn't. So for all of these reasons, I think players, both their psyches and their performances, were all over the map last year. And, and some were adversely affected, and, mm-hmm. and Chris Bryant was one. And you can understand you know, he, he was hurt for some of it. He was off balance. There were all the trade rumors. He, his wife and he had their first baby in April, so that he had a whole new experience there. There's a lot for Chris Bryant to digest last year. Uh, I have to ask you, uh, Scott, uh, Jacob deGrom on the mound tonight for the Mets. I mean, boy, what amazing numbers. I mean, do you remember, uh, compare him to any kind of season that you've had in recent memory? And uh, overall, how do you feel about this Mets team uh, perhaps holding on and winning the the NL East here? Yeah, I mean, they've certainly got more than a puncher's chance, right? I mean, the Nationals are underperforming, and everybody thought that was going to be, and myself included, thought that was going to be the most, the toughest division in baseball. And, you know, doggone, most of the teams have been struggling just to get over 500 in that division. And, you know, the thing with the Mets, they were hit with some uh, COVID losses, personnel losses early in the year. Uh, They had a ton of rainouts, and they were shut down as a team. They missed a bunch of games because of that COVID outbreak. And so what happened was, among other things, you know, the Mets still have played fewer games than most other clubs. And I think it's taken them for all those reasons, a little chance to, it's taken them longer than others to regain, to get their balance, get their legs out under them. And I think from that perspective, absolutely. The Mets, you know, they're starting to play better. Now you got a guy like DeGrom fronting your rotation. And I think that uh, absolutely they can win the division and, you know, Atlanta has uh, suffered some injuries and some losses. They're not as strong as maybe you would have said in April. I mean, they had the, you know, the arrest of Marcelo Zuna and the domestic violence thing where, you know, it looks like they're not going to get, you know, he won't be playing this year. Um, Mike Soroka was supposed to come back. He didn't come back. You know, he came back briefly, but he's hurt. Um, you know, the, 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 the Mets, I think the longer this goes, they're also going to be feeling a lot better about themselves too. So I'm curious, like, you're, I, go ahead, Scott, go, you got something else? No, no, no. Simply what I meant by they're feeling better about themselves. I mean, and that that contributes to their their chemistry, their comfort, their swagger, and and that all you know. The better you feel about yourself as a team, a lot of times that translates into wins. Yep. And so let, let's talk about this division as a whole then, because right now we're talking about a price of around three dollars uh, for the Mets to win this thing. Phillies are three yep. and a half games back. Braves are about four. Uh, and when you look at this, look, Phillies have won I think their last two series for the first time in a while, so they're starting to maybe play, feel a little bit better about themselves. Yep. But how big is the gap right now between the Mets and the rest of this division? Because we're talking about implied probability of that price about seventy-five percent that they're going to win this division. I like this team a lot, but this early seems somewhat high. But what do you think? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, boy, that seems really high. I mean, you know, the Phillies still have a lot of weapons. and You know, Nola hasn't pitched as well as, as I think he's going to. And, you know, they've got others, you know, Wheeler on the mound. And, and uh, you know, the lineup's pretty solid. You know, Reese Hoskins and, and uh, you know, many others, Alec Bohm at third base. I mean, you know, Phillies are, I think they're a dangerous club. They've had some issues early earlier in the year you know they had some bullpen issues uh, both 
performance-wise, and then some guys uh, uh, not seeing eye-to-eye with manager Joe Girardi. In fact, Gene Segura, had, there was an incident with Segura and Girardi as well. So th- th- they're a team that's, I think, still figuring things out, and it could go either way. But I think talent usually wins out in the end, and they're too talented not to, you know, I think make a run at the Mets. So I, I think – the way you know what's shaping up right now, and I still wouldn't d- discount the Braves. I mean, I know I kind of did. I said Ozuna's out, Soroka's out, but um, that's such a good organization, and they, and they always seem to make the right moves and, and have people they can find. But um, you know, um, be, beyond that, you know, the Mets Mets are looking good right now. But but yeah, short answer uh, what you said. I, I think the gap. There, I don't see it that National League East. Is it where the Mets are the favors, then there's a big gap, and then there's everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think the Phillies are closer, and you know the Braves maybe, depending on a few things. So hey, we we're talking about the National League. We've talked about a couple of the key players, especially near the top of the MVP race. You know, Ronald Acuna, Jacob Degrom, Chris Bryant. When you look at this NL MVP race up to this point, when you talk about a guy in terms of Degrom potentially winning this, uh, how Acuna is viewed if his team finishes right around 500, like where we're at here. And of course, we haven't really talked specifically about Fernando Tatis and the way that he's been playing as of lately. Your early read on an NL MVP race and where you think it stands at this point. Yeah, I think those guys you mentioned, and I would definitely throw Tatis in there. I mean, that, that guy, as you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. is just phenomenal. And he's had such a weird year in that, um, you know, he was he was side, he, he's been absent a couple of times. He went on the injured list uh, when he had the beginnings of what looked like the Padres period could be an oblique issue. And they, they nipped it in the bud before it got worse. He was on the IL, and then he came back, and then his season was interrupted again with, with uh, you know, he tested positive for COVID, and then he had to sit out for another 10 days. Um, but his numbers he's put up in fewer games than the other guys, uh, you know, they get your attention. And, you know, with him, it's always going to be, is he going to stay on the field or not? Because he's had some other injuries in some other years. Um, you know, so that's what will play out over the next four months of the season, three and a half months. And if Tatis Jr. stays on the field, I would he's a guy I would not bet against in anything, whether it's an MVP race or lifting his team into a division title, which obviously would be newsworthy given that, you know, the Dodgers have won eight in a row and, and, and they're trying to win nine in a row as we speak. So let's uh, let's keep this going in terms of some individual players. Uh, our producer Matt uh, is very excited, and as am I. I'm an Angels guy uh, about Shohei Otani, and who's not at this yeah. point? He will be on the mound uh, today. Uh, but and we could talk about MVP and whatnot. But you know, he is a relatively long shot. If we're talking about a Cy Young in the American League, Lance Lynn has been absolutely fantastic. What are the chances that Otani keeps this up, this sub three ERA, and potentially competes for a Cy Young? He's sixty to one. Yeah, I think, and I love Shohei Otani. I think his talent is exceptional. And the fact that, you know, I keep telling people, you know, and actually I wrote a piece, a long piece on him in May for the New York Times. And I I think the thing people need, to, you can't get hammered home enough. The, as good as he's doing, as well as he's pitching on the mound, and as much as he's hitting in the lineup, two-way player, I mean, everybody says, well, you know, Babe, not nobody since Babe Ruth has done this, which means, like, Babe Ruth, we're talking 100 years ago. You have to be 100 years old or older to 
have been a baseball fan and witnessed what we're seeing with Otani now. I mean, this dude is doing something that all of us, most of us, have never seen in our lives. So for and he's doing it at such a high level, going two ways. So from that perspective, I think this guy is as good a story as there is in baseball, and I think it's fantastic what he's doing. And I'd love to see you know him stay healthy and the Angels get to the playoffs, and I think he easily could be an MVP candidate. Now, whether it's MVP or Cy Young, and and you asked about Cy Young, I think, you know, two things. One, obviously he has to stay healthy. But two, and this is the key to me, he hasn't pitched more than 100 innings since 2016. You know, in Japan in 2017, he he was battling an ankle injury and kept him off the mound a little bit. And then in 2018, when his first year with the Angels, uh, you know, he he eventually blew out toward the end of the year the the elbow. He had to undergo Tommy John surgery. So, so the key. And then last year was shortened season. He still wasn't healthy. So, not having thrown more than 100 innings since 2016, that's a benchmark to me because I think he's healthy enough and in shape enough. He'll throw more than a hundred this year. If he's, you know, if he stays healthy, but you know, we're not going to see, he's not going to approach that 200 mark. You know, you're not going to ratchet up his workload that significantly. So, you know, angels haven't said yet where they're going to draw the line. Um, You know, just me ballpark guessing. I mean, I could see him maybe doing 140 innings this year. If he's healthy, maybe 150, but, you know, that workload is going to play into the Cy Young voting. Uh, You know, in other words, it's not going to just be his results, but it's going to be his results on the mound measured against others. And then, and I say this as a a guy who sometimes votes for the Cy Young Award, uh, I know a lot of us like to work, look at workload as Mm -hmm. one of the things, not just ERA and strikeouts and everything else. And, you know, if his workload is, if his numbers are there, others, but other guys pitch 30 or 40 or 50 more innings than him, then, yeah, I mean, I can see that's why you would lower the odds for him in, in terms of a potential Cy Young. The last two minutes here with uh, Scott Miller. So let's do, let's talk about Otani's team then, because quietly the Angels entering a soft part of the schedule. They're eleven and five in the last sixteen games, and their next three series we're talking about Arizona, Oakland, and a four game set with Detroit. If can they maintain this little bit of a pace here until Mike Trout comes back? Yeah, they need to because yep. what they need to do. Obviously, they haven't been in the playoffs since twenty fourteen. We all talk all the time. I'm talent like Mike. He's only played three playoffs in his entire career. And, and by the way, I know last year's playoffs were expanded in the pandemic year, but Fernando Tatis uh, or seven playoff games last year or eight, somewhere around there. But anyway, he's, he's more appearances just last year. So, I, you know, for Trump's sake, for the organization's sake, I, it'd be nice if the Angels could keep going. They, they, this is a crucial point now because we're in June. Obviously, we're not that far from the July trade deadline. First-year GM of the Angels, Perry Manasian, is, is clearly going to need to look to add pitching. Um, so if the Angels can can keep this little role going and, and at least stay on the periphery of the race, if not in the race, then maybe Manasian can make a mark by getting another starter or two or a couple levers, and, and then maybe the Angels could be positioned to make a second-half run. I'd love to see it because now you're talking not only would it be a great thing if Mike Trout could be on that October stage, 
But Shohei Otani, I mean, can you imagine if the Angels could be, play in October and everybody in the country is watching them and Otani is there as well as Trout? Yep. Scott Miller, Series XM, MLB Network. Hey, Scott, we always appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much. My pleasure, guys. Yep, you got it again. Scott Miller, Scott Miller, BBL up on Twitter. Really great follow in terms of baseball. Yeah, don't uh, sleep on my halos. Ever, though. ever the optimistic halos, Clippers. Hey, as long as there's a pulse, bro, you got a <laughs> chance, and that's all you need is a chance. All right, we'll come back. We have best bets. A couple more of these specific games, Major League Baseball. We got a lot to get to the last forty minutes, so it's my guys in the desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Don't wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. Look at that. It's a millennial's best friend. We want instant gratification, right? That's what they say about us. As always, get $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, and only a one-time play through at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Got to be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800- Nine with it. Colorado 1-800-522-4700. Michigan 1-800-270-7117. Virginia 1-888-532-3500. Not valid in Iowa. 
It is My Guys in the Desert. I am Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Danielle. ERs alongside as well in a regular Friday spot. You find yourself here on Fridays regularly, do you I'm, I'm the Friday uh, end of the week, man. No one uh, talking NBA. Till at least the NBA so. playoffs are probably over, JVT. Nothing goes hand-in-hand hand more than ER in the weekend, man. Mm-hmm. Just like that, huh? Uh, all right, so... Speaking of the NBA, uh, we have two plays. We do our little best bets here in the next couple of minutes. Uh, I will give you the floor first. Age before beauty, what do you got? I'm going to come in with the Clippers tomorrow. I'm going to lay four points, and, you know, this is this is it. You know, I, I think from a talent perspective, I think the Clippers are as good as anyone. It's never They can be capable uh, and kind of trust that Ty Lue is going to make the necessary adjustments. Can we trust that, JVT? But I'm going to uh, hear and – you know, arguably, the Clippers are the better team. They're down 0-2. Uh, everything's on the line here. Uh, I, I would look for Kawhi to guard uh, Spider Mitchell a little bit more here. I don't think Conley will be available in this game as long as the, the Jazz are up 2-0. So I'm going to go with the Clippers. And here's the thing. Guard Spider Mitchell more aggressively because we saw yeah. at the beginning of that Dallas series where he was guarding Doncic, but then they'd run a really soft screen over and he would pass him off really quickly. But then you saw toward the end of that series, he's fighting through screens, mm-hmm. right, going over him, you know, maintaining his position in front of Doncic. That's what you kind of want to see. Great point. Right? Uh, excellent point. Some some intense defending right. of Donovan. And, and quite honestly, let's be, you know, he, he, the way he's played the last six quarters, yeah. he's due for a little regression as well. Yes. I mean, we saw some sprints yesterday, some rips and uh, some rebounds and ripping down court. And uh, he had a really nice one in transition, went 94 feet and then slammed it home. But you got to see that over the course of four quarters. The uh, the nonchalant attitude does work for the most part. But you kind of want to see it because 2 0 series holes. Back-to-back series, not exactly what you want to see. Um, kind of hard holes to dig out of. All right, for me, uh, we will go to tonight. Suns and Nuggets. So you, this way you shop around for these money line prices. Circa had Suns plus 114 uh, about, what, 20 minutes ago or so. So that's where I'm in at. Uh, Suns money line price of plus 114. I really don't think, regardless, and this is always a fun conversation to have with people, but regardless of the outcome tonight, the, I don't think there's any denying the value here is on the Phoenix Suns in this situation, whether it's a money line price, uh, the line, which I think that the Suns should actually be about a one-point favorite. But we've talked about this a lot. Team down 2 nothing, going back home. You're always paying something with those sort of teams. And like you mentioned, this first half number is nuts because we're talking about like two and a half, three now three yeah. in the market uh, on the Denver Nuggets. So that's another great example of the tax that you as a better are paying in these situations. So I'll take the value here. I think a team that should be slightly favored on the road is getting about plus 114. That's a pretty good chunk of value in my mind. So I will go with the money line on Phoenix later this evening. Good luck. I I will have uh, I have some sort of a bet here on Denver in the first half, um, kind of with that um, that trend, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. But hey, the beauty of this is we have a chance for both of us to cash a ticket. That's right. Tonight. We're both happy. Or we can also both be very upset. So <laughs> right. <we> can, <laughs> very true. <laughs> See, I thought you were the ever optimist. I, well, I'm also logical. You know what I mean? So logic <laughs> says that there's also another situation where that happens. And I will say, you know, focusing on this matchup really quickly, because I want to get your thoughts, because one of the ways that I was attacking this too, I talked about this uh, with Danielle and Vinny the other day. For those prop players out there, one of the ways to look at this was getting under these assists on Jokic. Yeah. Because I think the other pieces around him just right. aren't performing to a very good extent. Now, last game it was kind of a bad beat because I think he sat out the majority of the fourth quarter and he finished on six in the prop of six and a half. But regardless, four and a half assists per game against Portland, only three in game one. Like That's a different way to kind of look at this from that perspective. Are you, are you playing props at all in this playoffs? It, that's the only one where yeah. I've actually I'm actually looking at it a little bit more yeah. because you know you can get plenty down. Um, uh, Circa's actually doing a great job. I think they're taking like 2,000 on player props. Mm-hmm. Uh, with them, I actually bet Jokic over th- uh, like 29 and a half, 30 points. Didn't play in the fourth quarter, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out of that. But 
that's the way, and, and really kind of the theory with that, JVT, is they're not going to double Jokic. Uh, it's up to him to be aggressive and score. And you're right. He's going to, I mean, the rest of the, the Phoenix defense has been tremendous yep. uh, so far. So, you know, it, it's a team that's playing very sound defense, one through five together. So, actually, that assist prop makes some sense. All right. ER's with us again for the entire show. I mean, we're here. We only got 30 minutes left, so we didn't really have a choice. Uh, we're in a little bit more on baseball, some individual matchups today that we didn't, we didn't get to with Scott Miller at the top of this hour, which, by the way, he was right. Beeson.com slash podcast if you missed out on any part of that conversation. So Major League Baseball, a couple more points on those props, too, at the bottom of this hour as well in terms of the NBA postseason. We roll on here on My Guys in the Desert. It's v the Sports Betting Network. Baseball season in full swing. <laughs> Get it? So it's a perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VSIN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on vsin.com slash MLB and our daily members only best bet emails. Now is the time to start your free trial. Take advantage of all of the betting opportunities this baseball season at vsin.com slash subscribe. So we take a brief reprieve from uh, current events, and this is pretty current because it's going to be a pretty big deal. But, ER, we did get news the other day. Mm-hmm. Headline, college football playoff will consider a proposal for expanding to a 12-team format. Some rumblings that it's a more of a, what's the word I'm looking for, that it's going to happen pretty yeah. much. Uh, that, that this is just something that they're going to throw out there. Yeah, we'll consider it. But, really, it's more than likely going to happen. Now, proposal does not include guarantees for conference champions. Instead, calls for the bracket to include the six highest-ranked conference champions plus the six highest-ranked other teams as determined by the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. So we're still going to get this ridiculous bias where these guys actually have to decide whatever it is. So that'll be interesting. I guess there is still some value, of course, in winning your conference. So there's something like that. If a 12-team bracket were implemented last year, to give you an idea of what we're looking at, it would look something like this. Mm -hmm. Your first-round buys would be 1, 2, 3, and 4, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. First-round matchups, Cincinnati, Georgia, Notre Dame, Coastal Carolina, Texas A&M, Indiana, Florida, and Iowa State. So 12-team bracket, first four get a bye, and then you move from there. Now, I think a lot of people would think, wait a minute, hold on. Why is Oklahoma in the top four? It wasn't at Notre Dame. Oklahoma would get the bye as the fourth-highest-ranked conference champion. So there you go. I mean, about time. I mean, this should have been done 20 years ago. It's a little bit strange. You go from 4 to 12. And if you read between the lines or really read the article about it, JVT, it seemed like the spokesman uh, here, whoever was quoted, I can't remember exactly how it was, basically saying we still want to see Alabama or Clemson <laughs> be, in, be in the champ with the first-round buys. I think that's what you would kind of pick apart and what you would, would talk about here. Is that fair? Again, uh, kind of a rigged system to give every opportunity to have your best team get there, which maybe is the right thing to do. I guess I'm not quite sure about that. Seems like eight would be a more of a fair fit, if you will, and everybody has a chance. It's going to take a few years 
for, you know, for parity to kind of sink back in because right now it is all about yep. team team you know Alabama or Clemson in there. They're so powerful because you know the kids see these teams playing in the national title every single year. So uh, I think it's the, about time this comes. I look forward to it. And uh, I mean, can you imagine if the Super Bowl was just two teams basically? <laughs> you didn't have a playoff. I mean, about time here for college football. Not, not only that, but you know, the players essentially got to choose to go wherever they wanted in the NFL. So then it's just yeah. the same, you know, the same feeder system. And you're absolutely right. And that was my complaint, you know, after watching this latest college football playoff, where you're setting it up for a system of almost repetitive nature, right? Until these coaches are gone, and even then, it's just the brand at that point that lives on itself. And you just keep recruiting. You get your selection of first round picks essentially, and you get just refilling the system until you, right. you know until that kind of ends. And this is, by the way, from Brett McMurphy over at Stadium Does a Great Job covering college football. The report that I was referring to uh, tweeted out yesterday, pending approval, which it will be approved, college football playoff headed to 12 teams. Earliest start would be after the 2020, uh, 2023, a lot of 20s in there, regular season. Because of impact, expanded playoff, expect anywhere from four to 10 bowls to be eliminated by 2020. And, you know, another thing that's certainly in vogue here for college football players if you're not in that final four these you know the best players are sitting out right um, yeah. they're getting ready preparing for the nfl draft so that's certainly a trend i think college football wanted to see stop yeah. that's why i think you have as many of these 12 teams and it would be interesting is if you have a, a 10 seed or 11 seed alabama would these guys um you know, still forego and get ready for the NFL or, or play, I guess, what it would be uh, multiple games here to w win a national championship. Now, and I think there is some question as to even by like when we reach the end of a college football playoff, right? Especially like the first couple of years, will we probably get the same yeah. few teams? Like, you know, like in a situation like this where we have the 12 that we're talking about last year, more often than not, we're probably talking about the same final four, if maybe some room for quibbling around like the fourth seed, right? right? Because Oklahoma would be ripe for picking it. Any one of six, seven, you know, eight would potentially match up with them. But regardless, like it still opens up the door for something to happen in a lot of these situations. Right. Is Coastal Carolina going to win three, four games in a row, whatever it right. is to win a national title? Absolutely not. But can they give Notre Dame a run for their money in one game? Perhaps. And it's almost a, kind of to your point, right? It is trickle trickle down economics to a certain extent because yeah. if you're a team that is consistently making it to a college football playoff of 12, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden your recruiting classes you're sitting there going, look, we're we're competing, we're we're going there. So why don't you come here? You'll get playing time and you'll get the chance to go to a college football. You playoff. know, I, I thought it was, I don't know how clear it was JVT as far as the, you know the conference winners will not be assured in there in the, in the Power Five. I, I would to me. That would be certainly one thing that I'd like to see. But if you remember that, you know, mm -hmm. they play a championship game, so you're talking about an extra handful of games, but certainly a lot of money involved, good betting opportunities, hopefully, as well. So my reading comprehension is not great, but yeah, so you get your six highest ranked conference champs. So a conference championship guarantees you a, a seat at the table. Okay. Whether or not you get a bye, of course, is up for grabs. But, right. a, but a, you know, you could win your conference champ and then, of course, your championship and then, you know, sit there and still find yourself in the two. But mm -hmm. regardless, your first round buys and you get your six highest rated conference champs, next six highest ranked teams. So we're still going to get the opportunity to snub a Coastal Carolina, which is why it's funny because these are your final 12 teams because of the rankings last year. I am willing to bet that uh, I don't think Coastal Carolina finds its way into a college football playoff. Right. You know, just because, I mean, look, the track record of, of these college football playoff committees has not been great up to right. this point. So we'll see. Maybe it opens the door for one of these mid-majors and they open the door and they give them like a 12 seed or something like that and get their doors blown off. And they're like, see, I told you the whole time. Should be some of these other squads. But regardless, you do get a little something here. Uh, all right. From there, we move on. I, I will be fascinated to see. And I should really quickly, actually, because we'll get to baseball on the other side. 
This also opens the door, too, for more exotic options for you as a better, right? Odds to make the college football playoff, you know, odds mm-hmm. in terms of being a top four seed, like all of those things. And in terms of being a better, for those who like those sort of futures, more things to bet on is also a, a very good thing for those out there. Right. It's going to even it out to a degree. I mean, I mm-hmm. don't know what the current odds would be on Alabama or Clemson to win the national title uh, next year. But obviously, you got to win three, four games here. It's going to be a, a tougher road no matter what. Yep, exactly. So, again, 12-team bracket. We're going to get it in the college football playoff. And uh, that will, according to Brett McMurphy, at least over at Stadium, mm-hmm. be implemented in the 2023 <clears throat> college football season. So, from there, uh, we do have a couple more Major League Baseball games to get to quickly. Arizona, Anaheim, you were looking at something here, right? Yeah, I'm going to play this game over the total. Uh, Otani against uh, Kelly. Obviously, Kelly's very much a go-against pitcher, 2-6, 512 ERA uh, on the year. Not good against the Milwaukee Brewers last weekend for him. And Otani's interesting uh, contrast, how you look at him. Obviously, the velocity, uh, maybe the... Uh, stuff overall has gone down a little bit since that opening day, and it gets a little bit less. Now, he did fire back and pitch very well last week was against Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see if that's an upward trend, but I'm going to bet not, and I'm going to bet this game over the total. There you go. So pregame total, at least here at the South Point, nine. No shade either way. It is minus 110 on both ends. Angels, dollar forty favorite on the road against the uh, Shall we say struggling Diamondbacks? It's gone a little bit past <laughs> that. Understatement. Right. All right, we'll come back. Last couple of minutes here on My Guys in the Desert. Peace in the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My guys in the desert, live from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. JVT, Aaron Renning, we were with you here today. Missed out on any part of the show, vcin.com slash podcasts. So you're pretty into this college baseball thing, huh? I'm a little bit. I'm paying a little bit uh, of attention. Obviously, 64 dwindled down to what are we at, uh, 24, 32, whatever it is. And then... Uh, on to the World Series after this weekend. So paying attention to it again, I have a little bit more time yeah. uh, not handicapping uh, 15 NBA games a day. Yes, that, that is always thrilling, right? No more uh, Sacramento-Detroit games late night on a Wednesday or anything like that, huh? And we're only three months away, JVT. Yeah, like what you say? Uh, I'm going to start working on the NBA guy here right. in like a month. Uh, and plus, we still got Summer League this summer. Oh, man, there's so much going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Forget about that. Coming back to Vegas, baby. Mm-hmm. premier basketball spot tell you that much uh, all right really quickly so i wanted to bring this up uh, just because i wanted to shake my head and uh, i guess discuss to a certain extent so the milwaukee brewers today uh, are going to be taking on the pittsburgh pirates and the respect that brandon woodruff and he well deserves it uh, but the, the way that the market has evolved on him over the course of the last few weeks has been pretty uh, pretty sizable now up to a three dollar and 20 cent wow. favorite today over the Pittsburgh Pirates. And look, the Brewers have been playing really good baseball. This is the other part about it, right? They've mm-hmm. won 11 out of 13 games. They're a little bit healthier now. The lineup is starting to come to life a little bit more. Uh, so we'll see if this, you know, projects right. over the course of a long run because the market has been really stubborn on Milwaukee in terms of that division. Like, they're still the favorite to win that okay. thing, even though Chicago has been playing some pretty good baseball for a longer period of time. But I think it's worth pointing out, one, the market and the way that this has definitely increased from a power any perspective on Brandon Woodruff, and also to bellyache very quickly that I got my guy at 15-1 to to win the Cy Young, and I was telling Mitch Moss the other day, he had a start against Arizona last weekend where he gave up like two earned runs over five innings, and I'm like, come on, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> right. like, you you got to keep pace here. What, what's <laughs> happening? There's no shot. Well, it's a little bit like the Angels, I guess, JVT. Again, beating up on the weaker opponents, obviously Cincinnati to a degree, but yeah. uh, Arizona uh, on the road uh, last week. But the Brewers... it's interesting how they will be priced in this division, JVT, because from a game perspective, with the pitching, the starting pitching they have, I guess, what do they have, the big three, I guess you would say at this point? Uh, Burns, Peralta, and Woodruff here. If you want to include Hayter in the bullpen. uh, Yeah, I mean, you're going to have these $2 price uh, because of the starting pitching, these main guys. Also helps that you're taking on an opponent like the Pirates. True. I don't think that there's much respect for a team like the Pirates in the market at this point right now. No, some bad baseball teams out there. <laughs> yes, there is. Indeed. You allow guys like um, Javier Baez to run circles around you in certain situations, and then you make Sports Center. All right. Uh, let's go to, a, we'll go back to the NBA. A different little vibe here. Uh, for those who weren't with us at the time when we were talking about some of our best bets in terms of some of the player props, one of the angles that I've been uh, kind of harping on, the Nikola Jokic assists under has been a very key prop uh, that has been coming in. And usually they're kind of high, too, because Jokic is mm-hmm. a passer. He's got a very good reputation. Uh, so that has been something that has been pretty profitable looking at that under assists for a Nikola Jokic. How often do you get involved with the prop stuff? Unless you see like a pretty big uh, edge I, I, I pay virtually zero attention yeah. to it during the regular season now in the playoffs especially as we get fewer matchups and again it's one of those things where you can pick up you can see who's guarding who etc uh, maybe the adjustments that they will make uh, kind of kick myself uh, the Philadelphia game uh, Atlanta 
wanted to bet Trey Trey Young under because yeah. you knew that the focus was going to be on him defensively, um, and just he had been so great scoring. He's still averaging what twenty nine points a game uh, into the playoffs. So you can pick up on those things where you know if you think or if you look at it and you think, well, Kawhi's going to guard uh, Spider Mitchell tomorrow. Uh, pretty much uh, half the game, more than half the game. Maybe you want to bet Mitchell under uh, on the road. So those are the things that you're kind of looking for in the playoff. And I, I think you, with the assist props with Jokic, uh, really makes a lot of sense as well. Yep. And, well, and here's the other, like on top of like an angle that you're talking about, right? Because we're talking about Troy Young, and I always tend to look at when you're talking about player props. Generally, the stars are always a little bit higher than they should be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're looking at uh, Joel Embiid today, 32 and a half. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing about a Joel Embiid at 32 and a half is we're talking about outputs of 39 and 40 points. <laughs> like the, the, the Hawks have had no answer for him whatsoever. And if they do make an adjustment would be the one that you're discussing, right. which is John Collins playing good five, point, which means Joel Embiid would probably still be cooking uh, with, as they say, fish grease. It's going to be still annihilation down low for Joel Embiid. So even though 32 and a half seems high, that is not one where I would find myself looking under, even if there is still some value. Yeah, here's another one. And again, some of the lesser players, it's very hard to find um, find the numbers on it. But you know, it's a good way to build your bankroll. But what I noticed in Game One is also what you have to look at: who's Trey Young guarding? And he was guarding Curry. And Curry, of course, uh, was yep. able to uh, come alive. Seth Curry. Uh, in that second game as well. So I see him marked at 14 and a half. We'll see if he has another big game. Uh, I would assume that's Trey Young's going to continue to guard him. Well, and you know what? So, and this is, I will give uh, Doug Kazarian credit on this because I was talking to him the other day. He brought this up in terms of an angle for, as we keep with the theme of Hawks and uh, Sixers, which is going to be coming up here in about, what, like 15, 20 minutes from now? Actually, it's 4.30 tip our time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ben Simmons rebounds under. You know, if he's going to be guarding along the perimeter much more often against a Trey Young type, uh-huh. uh, those rebounds are probably going to be very scant. And sure enough, first two games, four and three, wow. the first two. And you're talking about a rebound prop of seven and a half wow. for Ben Good Simmons. Point. Right. But it goes along, and it's a great point. And it goes along the line of thinking of thinking about this from a matchup perspective. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, I think the general better are looking like seven and a half. That's it. That's a low <laughs> number. But you're, because your point is, especially when matchups become so much more important in the postseason. Right. Like, you can get a gauge on where you think some of these props are going to go, and a Ben Simmons along the perimeter more often on defense is going to lead to less opportunities for defensive rebounds and thus going under a total like that. That's a great point. Again, if you can find liquid, if you can find those type of props uh, to be able to bet it, those are the way, to me, that's where you're going to make your money rather than bet sides. I mean, what are you going to do, bet the Bucks plus yeah. three? Or, <laughs> Nets might, or, you know, I'm sorry, the Nets plus three um, – uh, Milwaukee minus three last night. You come away with a push. So um, obviously, other opportunities in the in the prop market. Yep. So you see some of the uh, the Hawks and Sixers game three props there. Mm-hmm. Thirty two and a half for Joel Embiid. Twenty and a half. These are points for Harris. Curry fourteen and a half. Simmons thirteen and a half. And Green eight and a half. The Simmons point props are, are pretty interesting as well because it seems pretty clear. And he did have seventeen in game one. But it seems pretty clear that they're not focused on getting offensive production. And they don't need it. You know, obviously Embiid can score, Harris, Curry. I think, um, you know, to really get on Simmons and say, well, he's got to score more. Yes, if they play the Nets and advance uh, to the next series or whoever they would play, he does need to score more. In this series, he does not. He needs to stop Trey Young. And they were able to do that, and you saw Philadelphia flex their muscle and be able to do it. So, to me, it's all about the defense here for Simmons against Young and to stay out of foul trouble. Yeah. So, is it fair to say, though, with Simmons, because I've made this argument, in this series, you don't need offensive production. In the next series, you might. You need a little bit more than four points. So, at some point in your career, you'd hope you'd get it. (laughs) 
Yeah, my argument has been like I don't even care about the three point shot. Give me like a little push shot, right? Give me like a little mid range something that you can actually made free throw, attempted yeah. three point. Well, so, actually, we probably don't want to see attempted three point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's like say like ten feet and in. You know, expand the range a little bit. Mm-hmm. Give me six more feet on where you can score from. And there. It is. And as far as Atlanta goes, twenty seven and a half for Young. Bogdanovich seventeen and a half. Again, these are points. Collins at fourteen and a half. That would be one too. If we do see the adjustment that you're talking about, John Collins small ball five. You could potentially see a better game from a guy like John Collins because he would be um, the beneficiary of getting Joel Embiid out in space right. and, and stretching the floor. And again, that's I, I don't know that. I right. don't, that that's just a, a guess and watch for that to happen. But yeah, Collins or Gallinari. Correct. We saw Gallinari perk up uh, in that last start. Really interested to see if that unfolds here. What have you made of uh, DeAndre Ayton in the series against uh, Denver up to this point? I'm not a huge Ayton fan. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are giving him a lot of credit. Um I, I guess I leave the door open for him. I'm kind of iffy, 50 50 on. How about you? I think that he is. I have put it the way I put it is he's doing what he needs to do. That's right? a good like, way to put like it. He, like, I don't know if he is. I'm with you, like, in terms of there has been some, like, good Lord, look at this child. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this guy. I'm like, well, I think he's doing exactly, like, 15 points and 10 rebounds. It's exactly what you need. And just don't get roasted entirely. Yeah, he's, he's, really, he's really improved, um, certainly from an effort standpoint, defensively. Uh, you know, that's what you bring Chris Paul in for yep. uh, to be able to kind of that on-court coach, uh, if you will. So, um, yeah, give him credit. Yeah, he's one that I would tend to find myself betting under on some of these. Yeah, point five assists. I, you know, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, half an assist, and uh, I think he's had four total assists right. in the postseason uh, and in the regular season. I I couldn't even tell you how many he had in the regular season. Let's see. Uh, averaged, oh, look at that, about 0.6 mm-hmm. assists. No, 1.4. Okay, he's a little bit better than mm-hmm. I thought. That's the blocks. Uh, but regardless, you know, it's funny. So I think I do wonder when we talk about some of these props, how much perception of how the guy is performing factors into some of these because we're talking about Aiton. If you heard the conversation around Aiton, you think he would be having an ungodly type series. Uh-huh. Uh, but in reality, like 20 points in game one, 15 in game two, 15 and a half seems relatively high when what they're asking him to do is finish on some lobs and within four feet of well, the basket. Well, again, you have to keep in mind what's his job here to slow down the Joker, Jokic. It's all de- defense for eight. So anything they get from him offensively is a bonus. And, you know, the Suns have made it very clear that they are not going to double team. Jokic. Yep. So again, the onus clearly falls on him. So if you are playing props, yeah, maybe you want to bet uh, eight and under. Yep. And the last one on this one, again, this one's later tonight, uh, Phoenix with that 2-0 series lead. It does seem like, especially in crunch time, they don't really have an answer for Chris Paul. 21 in game one, 17 in game two, 15 and a half for his point total here. These are matchups in which he thrives, bringing yeah. a big old Jokic out into space and doing what he wants with them. And he's done it so far. We, you know, we knew that coming into the series yep. that the Phoenix backcourt uh, was going to have a chance to dominate, certainly control this series. That's what we've seen certainly at times in the second half, or I guess the first half of last game, the second half uh, of the first game. And that's what Chris Paul does uh, is essentially control the game, uh, et cetera. And, you know, that's the thing. Booker hasn't even gone saying, off. We haven't even had the Devin Booker game yet. Mm-hmm. You have 21 in game one, 18 in game two. Uh, 42% from the four, by the way, in game two. It wasn't even an insanely effective game from Devin Booker. So we'll see if the uh, – this is going to be fascinating. You know, again, game threes are very important, uh, but some of these that we're going to see, uh, very, very big swings. Clippers got a big game three coming up this weekend, and, of course, we'll see if Denver has anything left in them because you'll find out tonight. If they got something in this series, it'll be there. We'll see uh, a 
adjusted series line on the Clippers? Ooh, I think I'm uh, talking. Uh, he put me on the spot. It's not. Know. It's not that. It can't be that big of an adjustment. No, I don't um, think it's very at, massive. At really quickly, what do you got tonight? First half, Denver. Is that it? Uh, yeah, I got the first half, Denver. I really don't know what to do with the Philadelphia game, and of course, uh, going to come back with the Clippers tomorrow. Plus three fifty on the Clippers mm-hmm. adjusted series. There you go, double All down. Right. Phoenix money line for me. That does it for my guys in the desert. Thank you very much for everybody joined us. Vsin.com slash podcast is spot to go. If you missed any part of this show or your favorite shows on Vsin. All right. I'm sorry. I don't remember what's coming up next, so stick around. Peace in. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.